Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Mr. Zarin Burnett. Yo, Elizabeth Dutton, what's up? You know it's ridiculous? I do, actually. There's something called masklophobia, which isn't the ridiculous part. It's a real fear of masks. But the ridiculous part is that there are people like Dak Prescott, who is a professional football player, who suffer from masklophobia. So he's afraid of the sports mascot on the football field. He's afraid of Mr. Cowboy. He's actually said, and I quote, you think <laughs> that this person in the costume, you don't know what the F he is. He's up to something. Now, my favorite, though, is Noah Syndergaard, the um, Mets player. He was afraid of, literally afraid of Mr. Met, the giant baseball head. Well, yeah, so am I. Right? So, yeah, that, I think that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Well, I feel for them. Can you imagine that, though? Every day you gotta go, go to work. One of your you go to work dance. and face your fears. Exactly. Well, a lot, like of, a lot in, of us do that. Well, yeah, I know. It's true. I feel like if I worked in a snake gym. <laughs> you don't? That's all ridiculous. Very well done. But something else that's ridiculous... Hit me with it. ...is beating the snot out of strangers and rioting over the hattery choice of others. Hattery choice? What do you mean hattery? Hats, man. Oh, wow. This will be good. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It is always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. Zarin, you wear a hat pretty much all day every day, right? 
Yes, thank you for noticing. <laughs> Tell me a little about what hats you like. Uh, I'm a ball cap fan, personally. Like, uh, I like, I used to like snapbacks when I lived in Central California, like in Davis, where I grew up, because it was so hot. But now, like, I like a full wool, like, you know, baseball fitted. And uh, also, you know, I'll go with your desert caps if I'm, like, out hiking or something. Something with, like, you know, with the French Foreign Legion, double flaps down the, the flap. back, you know, like. Like uh, the painter's cap type with the Oh, flaps yeah, painter's, exactly. Like, pa- I liked to paint it. I was a house painter. I liked uh, all the various painting caps. In fact, I used to wear a T-shirt on my head when I had really long dreadlocks, and I would just tie up the sleeves over my head, and I made, like, my own little Omar Sharif That's cute. Hat. Yeah. How about a Von Dutch hat? Um, I'll take a pass. <laughs> well, so... Have you ever told, had anyone tell you that it's rude for a gentleman to wear his hat indoors? Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm uh, old enough that I cross paths with some people who are much older than me, and they're like, hey, young man, it is rude to wear a hat indoors. And they're like, you know, my grandfather. So I had to hear it often. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, like hat rules, fashion rules, they're totally mm-hmm. arbitrary. But my family, they abided by, at least my mom's side, you know, like that whole white after Labor Day and like, you know, you don't, like you have church clothes, you don't wear out into anywhere other than church, like the whole yeah. bit. Yeah, pants in public. Pants in public, shoes indoors. Those kind of things. Um, like you'd mentioned white after Labor Day. Mm-hmm. I don't own any white clothing. Really? I own zero pieces of white clothing. Is it because you're like stain attractive? I'm messy. I'm okay. totally. <laughs> I didn't want to put no. it that way. <laughs> every, every, pretty much most of what I wear is black. Huh. And it's, I don't know if it's like, it's sort of easy. Everything matches then. Of course. Yeah. I've heard it's one of the easiest to make and outfits also, out And also I wear black on the outside because black is how I feel on the inside oh. to quote the Smiths. <laughs> That's so emo. Yeah, you know. Um, Did I, I kinda, just get bangs hearing you that? Just, you just grew bangs over one eye. That's amazing. Do you want a little brush for them? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, pierce your lip and we'll talk about <laughs> it. Um, I wish I had a Vanta black outfit. You oh, the darkest black? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just want to be a void. Something that absorbs light. Yeah. And like, so I'll be walking down the street and like birds will fly into me <laughs> in front of the bus stop. I think it's safe to say, though, that... In terms of fashion, there's totally a pack mentality, right? No, from, yeah. I mean, that's how part. you get trendy stuff. Yeah, everyone follows the trends or right. responds to or not to them. Yeah. yeah, and like people, I was thinking the other day about how for a while it was nearly impossible to buy a pair of women's jeans that weren't skinny jeans. Oh, You know? Yeah. Now the low-rise jeans are coming now back. Oh, good, good. <laughs> it is not a good look. And But then I was thinking about how we always used to joke about mom jeans, right? And they became fashionable. Well, mm-hmm. what if in the 80s moms wore mom jeans just because that's all there was? They didn't like them. They're just like, this is all they're making for my huh. ample, totally makes sense. ample bottom. Yeah. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> not apple. Ample. <laughs> who's going who's gonna to clothe my matronly hips? <laughs> Jordash. Um, but you know, do you like, ever think about that, by the way? Like how fashion no. you look back and <laughs> everything is always like, oh, we were so silly in whatever decade, the 80s, the 90s, mm-hmm. or the aughts, any decade. So pretty much we've never looked good. If you right. give us enough time, we will realize we look silly then too. We look silly now. Everybody just looks silly all the time. That's oh, yeah. just, it's, if you just accept that, the hell with fashion. Exactly. Just wear what you like and what feels good. Yeah. Or just be utilitarian. Like I went through a whole phase where I was very North Korean utilitarian chic. <laughs> North Korean like utilitarian. Everything- <laughs> like Like high collar jackets. No, and- everything's like black or gray or navy oh, blue. Okay. And it just does the job. Like mm-hmm. it's, th- these are pants. Yes. I got <laughs> 
<laughs> they they show no form. <laughs> just drops straight down. Whatever gravity pulls it. Just I need to cover my my undercarriage and my legs. So mm-hmm. let's put these pants so- on. Society insists. Yeah, I you know didn't really see a lot of people at the time and didn't have friends. <laughs> But I kind of like that. I like the utilitarian part of oh, it. Why did you stop? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> There's a flip. Didn't I guess, see I, that sto- coming, did you? I guess I stopped because I just wanted to live a little. Mm. Wear some real clothes. Hard. Yeah. But what did you get? Like some yellow slacks? No, I would never wear bright colors like that. Okay. I bought a a more tapered pair of black pants. <laughs> well, then I got, got that. I got that denim jacket I wear with. Troublemaker patch, yeah, like a motorcycle club mm-hmm. thing. I'm waiting to for like motorcycle gangs to beat me up for wearing what looks like a rocker. To but. push up on you and ask you uh, why you're trying to claim this part of California. Well, and to ask me if I'm doing it for me or for the club, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> anyway, I digress. We could wait. So things get trendy and um, people can go into a frenzy over those trends, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, it's not the same as mass hysteria, not like that. You know, there's that dancing plague of 1518. Yeah. People the, couldn't stop getting down to the madrigals. Dance themselves to death. Performed by troubadours prowling the streets. Hundreds of people danced themselves to death. Yeah, that was wild, actually. Europe is kind of crazy on you the were mass there. hysteria. You yes, were there. I was. I was uh, one of the lead dancers. So, I thought I was going to win, to be quite you, honest. When you dance where you put one leg up with a bent knee and a pointed toe, mm-hmm. it's just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Thank you. Spinning around and yeah. do they, they? Yeah, whatever. The old hammer toe move, I called it. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about when I say like mass hysteria. Yeah, right? I'm thinking like starter jackets. <laughs> there is a mass hysteria about that. Yeah, people um, used to get jacked for starter jackets. Go on. Yeah, okay. So. Well, also, well, you know, one of my favorite mass hysterias, I think on record, has to be the Nigerian dick thefts. The, I'm sorry, the what now? Oh, have we never discussed it? I can't just drop this in. Like, oh, yeah, remember Nigerian dick theft? No? What? So in Nigeria, they have this, like, uh, Nigeria is a very uh, passionate place in terms of the cultural engagement, say, with religion or with personal traditions. When people do it, they do it, right? So these people who are strong believers... Uh, they were convinced by their spiritual leader that their dicks were going to be like taken from them, right? Because <laughs> it was like, you know, God ordained it, right? So they, okay. they become convinced of this, despite the fact that their dicks are still there right where they left them, but they are convinced that they're not there. And they're showing other people, and some of the people are like, oh my God, your dick is gone. And they're looking at the dick, at- but still they're like, no. So they're going around showing each other their dicks and then not seeing their dicks, and then they get mad. And so what do they do? They go and attack the preacher, and then it gets real ugly. But so they thought their their penises had been repoed Yeah, basically. The and, and they insisted that the preacher give them back their dicks. And so they got real mad. They're like, you must give us back their dicks. We, I, how dare you? And they went to the, 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 they went to the constabulary, the and sheriff, is, and said, look, make this preacher give us back our dicks. Like, when, this is like recently. When did this this ha- is like, yeah. like the last couple of years. It's happened multiple times. You can look this up. Look up Nigerian dick dust. I, and I you will. will. Have a really raucous laughing time. But I recommend you don't read all of the stories because there's some oh, wicked ends. Gets gnarly. Oh, yeah, it gets bad. Okay. Okay, so you just won the uh, Mass Hysteria Story Contest. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to finally. show what it would look like you dancing like a medieval guy, and you came at me with Nigerian dick stuff. Yeah. All right, m- well ma- played. Uh, you know, I had to bring that one out, sorry. <laughs> so when we talk about fashion, mm-hmm. um, it's more a pack mentality, I would say, and that can grow into a mob mentality. Oh, fast with humans? And that's when things go south, as always. 
And that's when we get a Straw Hat Riot. Like Straw Hat Pizza? Yes. No. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Like literally Straw Hats. People got in fights. Okay, I I'm can't about to. I'm about to let you know. Blow my mind. All right. So I want you to imagine that you're living in New York City in September of 1922. It was the roaring 20s. Right? Mm-hmm. New York was like today, this bustling metropolis. It's filled with immigrants and seekers and dreamers and people wanting a bite out of the Big Apple, baby. <laughs> Am I painting a good picture? <laughs> I'm you? there. And uh, newspapers at the time, totally full of ads for luxury goods. And, you know, fashion's evolving, as is its want. You have women, you know, in like the flapper wear because they've they're left the corsets behind. And oh, okay. All right. <clears throat> you see a lot of stuff with uh, men's suits are becoming like more sporting suits. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, one item is advertised heavily in September 1922, and that's men's felt hats. Like, uh, are we talking like short brim, like hunting hats, like with a little feather on the side? <laughs> Like a like a Robin Hood hat? <laughs> Kinda, yeah. Like the German <laughs> version of a Robin Hood hat. No. Okay. I'm not talking about like a like a bowler hat type thing. Oh, okay. I got you. Like your everyday walking around hat. Yeah, okay. I'm, I gotta remember, yeah, like the round top dome bowlers yeah. and they're felted. Yeah. yeah, I got you. So they're advertising these really heavily in September nineteen twenty two. And that's because September fifteenth a super important day hat-wise. Oh, the Ides of September. Yes. <laughs> when everyone, well, we're going to get to the stabbins. <laughs> so <laughs> September 15th is when men had to retire their summer straw hats and switch over to wool, the felt wool, um, for the fall and the winter. Oh, everyone just knew this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, the newspapers ran at reminders of it. They have like <laughs> wow. either short pieces or like a little ad looking thing that's like, don't forget. A hundred years ago, almost to the year, mm-hmm. the newspapers were telling people, September 15th, change your hats. Change your hats, boys. Yeah. Wow. And so it all starts May 15th. May 15th rolls around and that's straw hat day is what they call it. Okay. And that's when like straw hat day. <laughs> rich guys switch over to like straw Panama hats. Mm-hmm. And then everyone else is just wearing, like, basic straw boaters. Oh, right, from, like, those old black and white photos. They, yeah, so they look like a barbershop quartet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly hello, exactly baby. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's May 15th. Now it's time to to don the uh, old straw hat. So I'll just think May 15th, hello, my baby. And then se- the, just, wait, September 15th. September 15th would be all. like Chester Arthur. It would be all, let, listen here, cut. <laughs> okay, perfect. It would like a cigar hanging out of your mouth. <laughs> um, in the, it, like, May 13th, let's say, 1922, the New York Times is totally full of ads for straw hats. Okay. You know, they're like, look, you got a couple days, dudes. Yeah. Get your hat on. And the, the prices are kind of all over the place. But um, one of them, the man's shop at Lord & Taylor Department mm-hmm. Store, that. they had that's on Fifth Avenue. They had their ad, and I quote, <gasps> I know you love quotes. I do. Monday is Straw Hat Day. In the calendar of men, it's the official retirement of felts and the advance of straws. The man's shop is adequately prepared with English and American hats in the season's authentic weaves and blocks. Senate straws, split straws, leghorns, Bangkoks, and Panamas. A distinguished collection for the metropolitan man. 
These were priced three dollars to seven fifty. Oh wow! Okay. So that was my ad voice, dude. I'll take two Leghorns of Bangkok and a Senate straw. <laughs> Hit me. So some of the some of the places, most like common guys every day are just buying like there's a dollar fifty straw hat is oh, sort okay. of like what people are getting. These are the fancy fancy lads. And so there are cheaper versions, as I said, and that's Mm kind of one of the issues because it was a custom in some circles to celebrate the end of straw hat season, September 15th, by smashing up that summer's hat. (laughs) And I only suppose (laughs) just busting it to to bits. Busting to beats. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess like because it's you've been sweating in it all summer Mm -hmm. and and you know it's looking raggedy. I'd be willing to bet you this was a tradition that wives started. Like, you know, it would be great. (laughs) It would be so great. You you would love it. Because it just stinks and it's got like (laughs) the worst sweat stain in the band. Some guys took the hats back to where they got them Mm -hmm. to the because a haberdasher is a ladies' hat maker. Hmm. A hatter Mm -hmm. is for the men. Oh. Did Don't not. forget that. So what about a chapeau shop? That's for Le French. Ah, we. Oui. <laughs> so they like, some guys are like, hey, you know, uh, can I take this hat back? Maybe get a little bit of money on a trade-in for a felt job. <laughs> and then I'm guessing that the hatters were like, yeah, all right, you know, I'll give you a couple cents off. And then they like refurb those hats to spin around for next year. Market Who knows? sell it back to that same person next year. <laughs> this hat would fit you perfectly. It smells just like you. Um you know, most of the people, though, they just destroyed them because they were kind of beat up. And um, then there were the people who took it upon themselves to destroy the hats of others. Wait, run that back? And then, <laughs> <laughs> so it was seen as this major social faux pas to wear straw hats after September 15th, yeah. like right after uh-huh. Labor Day. I'm with you. And it was an even larger one to go hatless outdoors. Okay. Like men wore a hat no matter what. Mm-hmm. Just wasn't done to walk around nude on the head. So guys that were walking around wearing straw hats after the 15th of September were set upon by, like, gangs of young rowdies, maybe even some sassy ladies <laughs> who would get into it and rip the hats off their heads and then smash those hats to smithereens in the street, just stomp on them. Because <laughs> they're like, you're not supposed to be wearing that hat. And they take it off. And then it's like this scandal because the guy has no hat on. Okay, all right. So it was just Twitter, but on the streets. <laughs> Completely. So this goes on for years, like in little isolated incidences. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that most of the time it's like an East Coast thing. Okay, that makes sense. There's a little more pressure in those cities. Mm-hmm. A little more formality. Yeah. So like, you know, New York, Philadelphia, that kind of thing. Um, and I the bet papers, in Boston there was some snatch hat oh, or hat look, snatching mothers. Any excuse to get rough and tumble, right? Mm-hmm. I'm just guessing. So, yeah. Good guess. Um, The papers were running stories about this hooliganism, Mm -hmm. and magistrates and justices were begging people to stop. Like, they'd be interviewed, like, please, stop. Stop bashing (laughs) these hats. Like, this is bad behavior. Um, There were brave souls who argued that a person's choice of headgear was their own choice to make. Were these brave souls like Canadians? Were they, like, across the border saying this? You know. So they're saying, you know what? You want to wear a straw hat in autumn? Knock yourself out, dudes. And then that didn't really go over. Um, hat advocates. Because okay. people like tradition. Oh, you tell me. And I'm thinking that the uh, hatters in the cities liked this uh, switcheroo. I'm betting they were paying those kids. Like, hey, tell me how many hats <laughs> you smash. I'll give you a nickel for every hat. Well, in, in New York City, mm-hmm. this eventually all boiled over. And I am going to tell you what happened when we come back from this commercial break. Oh, 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 
rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. All right. So when I was last attempting to have you imagine yourself in a place in time, it was September 1922. I hope you stayed there. Why would I leave? It was in Harlem. It's beautiful. I want to get a little more specific here. Okay. September 13th, 1922. Okay, I'm taking notes. Go on. It's an unseasonably warm evening. Mm. It's two days before the end of straw hat season. Mm Mm-hmm. You're wearing that stylish straw number you picked up at the place on 6th Avenue and 19th Street. You damn right. You got a swell deal on it, Buster. Mm-hmm. You're strolling along through lower Manhattan, so you've left the confines of Harlem. You're in what is now Chinatown around Canal and Baxter, say. What's up, y'all? <laughs> so you see a gang of toughs going Uh-oh. after garment workers as they leave work. Hey now, hey now! <laughs> These young hoodlums, they hang out there for like an hour, ripping the hats off of guys and smashing them to the ground. What goes on here, local youths? (laughs) It's not even the end of straw hat season. And these kids are 
I'm telling you, the kids today. Ripping the hats off, right? These wild 1922 kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like a kid in 1922, like a 12-year-old in 1922 is like a 35-year-old Yeah, he's been smoking for about seven years at that point. Completely. They, like, they got calloused hands from... Yeah, he's got a, two jobs. <laughs> Six kids. So you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting there, you're watching, you know, you're just like watching these kids act up. And then some longshoremen walk by. Mm-hmm. What's they up, did, dude? Do you want to mess these kids up with yeah, me? They did not take kindly to the delinquents attempting to accost them for their headgear. Yeah, we're going to mess them up. Come on, guys. No? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a brawl inevitably breaks out, and then it balloons. So there's this huge brawl between the longshoremen and the kids and teens, and then other passersby. And <laughs> just getting their licks in. <laughs> yeah, just because, like, you took my hat, and then they all start fighting. And there were injured men in broken hats all over the ground, and it actually stopped traffic heading onto the Manhattan Bridge. Wow. So the ground is littered with men in broken hats. The yes. cops come, and mm-hmm. they spend the rest of the night breaking up all these little brawls that pop up, arresting guys. People are continuously like, what, what's going on here? Well, they were fighting over hats. Well, well they, that's ridiculous. How dare you? Yeah, and then they see another guy like just ha- like haphazardly walking by with a straw hat, and they're like, get, get him! <laughs> Yes. It's just humanity. Complete mob mentality. And that's just the beginning. Mm. So the real action starts on the 14th. Okay. Still a day before the cutoff. Every single police station in the city was called into action for this. Like, (laughs) not a one left manned. So on the lower west side, teens are running around in groups like 10, 11, 12 kids, Mm -hmm. all probably 10, 11, 12 years of age. (laughs) They got sticks. And they're, like, attacking men wearing straw hats, and they kind of, like, get on either side of the sidewalk and make them run the gauntlet. (laughs) Beating the ground, clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah, and then beating the men. Yeah, exactly. Come on, run through, run through. What I find really interesting in all this is, like, how wussy these guys are that they're not just tuning up all these little kids. (laughs) Just picking up one kid, beating the others with him. You know, I'm just like, if if a kid comes out, you say five ten-year-olds come at you and (laughs) one has a stick— or they all have sticks. I'm taking a stick and turning it on them. I've got the height advantage, I'm sure. Uh, I can totally see this. You know? Just start kicking kick kids. Kick a kid in the chest. Just punt one across the street. Wouldn't pick I... a one up. Beat the others with him. Just flying just, off. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Teeing off on kids. I, w- I want to be a time traveler who gets sent back to the Straw Hat Riot <laughs> and is just out your ready to go. <laughs> like I got a truncheon in my pant leg. I'm dressed in North Korean chic. You show up with sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah. Like, and uh. they're like, who is this crazy Amazon woman? <laughs> I'm like towering above people. <laughs> it's so good. I That'd be really back. satisfying. Yeah, I can see you really enjoying that, actually. Yeah. Beating up kids. <laughs> in the past. Little <laughs> bully children. <laughs> Beating up people's ancestors <laughs> in the name of justice. <laughs> you know I'm like the most pacifistic person ever. I, yeah. I speak very violently. Mm-hmm. I use a lot of violent language, mm-hmm. but I couldn't hit somebody. No, I really can't actually picture you doing any no. of that. But but like the idea of me, me running around with like a hockey stick and sweeping people's <laughs> feet up from under them, little 12-year-old. <laughs> Sending them down the street. All... Goal! <laughs> Like, take that. Teeth teeth littering the ground. (laughs) So the kids are making dudes run the gauntlet. Um, Some of them actually start bringing some hot sauce into that hash smashing. And uh, they're not just like hitting. They've got uh, nails in the sticks. Get out. No, I'm dead serious, man. So 
I would guess that the nails are kind of like to remove the hat. Oh, okay. Not at all what I pictured. Right. <laughs> I Yeah. But I mean, I think that they were also doing a little damage with the nails sticking out of it. So imagine that you're just like, you got off work. You're tired. <laughs> a roving band of 10-year-olds roving with band. sticks and nails come chasing me down the street because I'm wearing the wrong hat. Because I'm wearing the wrong hat. Like, I like, hate this country. For I Pete, just moved here. For Pete's sake, I can't afford another hat right now. And now you're, t- you know, come on, dudes. Um, so at Amsterdam Avenue mm-hmm. and 153rd Street, that's right at the Trinity Church Cemetery. Oh, of course. I don't know. What is that? Bidding distance from at least a dozen churches and the grave of John James Audubon. Oh, okay. Oh, by the way, you know who else is buried at uh, Trinity Church Cemetery? I don't know. Dolly Madison? Jerry Orbach. Oh, so it's like hallowed ground. Yeah, completely. Respect so, to the Mr. Orbach. That was later, of course. So um, there's a mob of these smasher boys at the at the corner where the cemetery is. Okay. How many smasher boys? Give me a guess. Uh, 35. 1,000. <laughs> Straw hat riot! Riot! Yeah. Okay. So it's 1,000 smasher boys. And that's on like the, you know, west side. The east side's even worse. The entire east side, mm-hmm. Chatham Square up to Harlem. Mm-hmm. Breaking out in all these brawls. <laughs> I love this. Right? I shouldn't love this, but I love this. <laughs> so the kids are using tools. They have like, they have a stick with a long wire on the end, like a hard, sharp wire. Mm-hmm. And they're using those tools to impale the hats off of men's heads. So they've got to be scratching them up. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. not like a gentle Their aim isn't that great, and they're little, too, so they're swinging <laughs> from below. You know, if they're going to miss, they're hitting you in the face. Oh, and they're stacking them up, like... And parading around with the hats on pikes. So they've got like <laughs> 25, 30 hats per stick. The bloodlust runs deep. Right? They're, they're like those street vendors at yeah. carnivals and parades who have a big stick with like inflatable aliens and mm-hmm. like light up spinning things. I was picturing cotton candy, but go on with yeah. it. Yeah. So what's with the inflatable aliens, by the way? It's always inflatable aliens. Uh, the solid ones are too heavy. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was like the dumbest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Shake it off. Shake it, it off. It was actually like a stumbling block I threw at you. <laughs> I really want to know why inflatable aliens, though. Can you get back to me on that? Can you do some research? I will, and... I will put that. Let me put a pin in that one and I'll just come. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So these kids are making like, not only are they stealing the hats and running around like Lord of the Flies style. All, I got the hats. <laughs> run, piggy, run. <laughs> they, they're making huge piles of these hats mm-hmm. and using them for bonfires. <laughs> <laughs> what does... I love it. The kids have gone feral. Why <laughs> isn't anyone whipping the mayonnaise out of these kids? Why? I don't know. And, it is, and it's not like they didn't beat children. Back then, they were oh. knocking kids silly. They would knock the taste out of your mouth for saying the wrong word. It wasn't. But you hit somebody with a nail and a stick, all of a sudden it's like, well, that's just tradition. And it wasn't even like, it's okay. It's encouraged. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make a stick for you kids. <laughs> Please yeah. beat these kids. So at 211 Grand Street, mm-hmm. that is now the Camwo Herbal Dispensary. Oh, 500 destroyed straw hats were shoved up in the doorway. <laughs> it just sounds so violent, shoved up in the doorway. <laughs> Crammed into the crevice of the do- <laughs> cavity. Crammed in the cavity of the doorway. But let's take a step back. 500 hats. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They're like taking scalps at this point. They're just like snatching necks. Well, yeah. It's like, it's, you know, there's no other word than ridiculous. Yeah, no, pretty And much. that's why we're here. Reason for the season. So... <laughs> That night, seven men get arrested in the Bowery, and they're tried at the men's night court. 
You gotta love that men's night court. I want like a shirt, New York men's night court. <laughs> I'll make one. Okay. Out, thank of, you. out of puffy paint. <laughs> it's all glitter, men's <laughs> night court. I'm gonna make you one out of one of those mesh. Uh, football half shirts that usually say like Hawaii 80. Oh, yeah, with the stripes and like a half shirt so you can see like my navel. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And Men's then I may, yeah, I may put some like beaded fringe. I Ooh, don't know. Maybe like in the armpit, like when I raise my arms, there's just like a trail oh, of fringe that yeah, comes like, out. Yeah, like you're an eagle to yeah, take exactly. flight. Do you want long sleeves on this half shirt? Because I think <laughs> the half shirt long sleeves, I like it. Right, that's some and good. like a fur collar neck. So that's it really good just action. makes no sense. Yeah, and then it'll say men's night court on it. I'm into it. And you're going to get all the attention that you're really looking for. Break out your the bedazzler. exact kind of attention you're looking for. With so, who's the judge at men's night court? I don't know. Am I the judge? Yes. Nice. Do it. Uh, it's Magistrate Peter A. Hatting. Oh, look at that. Hatting. I can make a dumb joke about that, but I'm not. Thank you. So Hatting declared, and look, I'm going to do it again, and I quote, It is against the law to smash a man's hat. (laughs) Is it though? And he has a right to wear it in a January snowstorm if he wishes. I want you to spread this work among all who would smash hats. A man's hat is just as much his property and just as much to be defended as his watch. And the courts are going to enforce the law. And then he was all hatting out. And he (laughs) (laughs) threw a law book in the air and then disappeared in a puff of smoke. So no one listened to the judge. I didn't tell someone anyone listens to. (laughs) So the next day, September 15th, the riots hit their peak. Riot! Riot! And uh, this goes from the Battery to the Bronx. Oh, I'm going to pretend like I know what that means. Sure. No, actually, I kind of do, but that's a big uh, swath. It's a lot. Yeah. It's mayhem. (laughs) They are men of mayhem. The police, totally outnumbered, right? Mm Because if we're talking about, like, in front of the cemetery, we had, like, a A thousand thousand kids. Mm -hmm. One K of kids. (laughs) Got a kilo of kids with sticks and knives. (laughs) How much for that kilo of kids? So some of the Smasher Boys lined up along the streetcar tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm just calling them Smasher Boys I now. noticed that. I'm yeah, with it. I like, I like them. That. I can picture them, the Smasher Boys. It's sort of a weird, like, I'm just taking the steam out of them. Because that's the other thing. If I went back in time and I fought these kids, I would call <laughs> them the Smasher Boys. <laughs> Listen here, you Smasher Boys. I came of, back to give you heck. I'd be like, what's up, Smasher Boys? This is dumb what you're, yeah, and then they just beat me. <laughs> pulp. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be a little worried about that. <laughs> no, we beat the lady from the 2000s. Um, Smasher boys. Mm-hmm. They lined up along the streetcar tracks and were yanking the hats off men as they rode by. On so cars. it's like, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to run the gauntlet of these little and, ruffians. And at this point, why are the men, after two days of rioting, not wearing hats or like wearing the well, right hat? Because you have to wear a hat. Well, first of all, I would it's steal the someone 15th. else's hat. I mean, like. It's the, it's the 15th, by all rights. They should still be able to have that straw hat but on. But they have bedlam. I don't care about what they should. We've now transcended and the law. We're into only tradition. You can't go out without a hat on. Why are you not arming yourself with, like, at least a heavy wrench? Yeah, I'm either going to be beating kids or I'm stealing hats. There's no, like, the kids there's are coming no, up to me and like, hey, man. There's no in-between. Yeah. And I think that if they just went, like, completely ham on these kids mm-hmm. that they're expecting people to cower and run uh-uh yeah no kids never see the kick to the chest coming <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like savoring the image of you in 1922 like kicking a kid in the chest 
And he goes flying into the road and then like... Me adjusting my suspenders? And like an old-timey car has to swerve out of the way (laughs) really quick because it's going a whopping 12 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you know, speaking of of that, um, there's one kid. uh, He was 10 years old. His name's Mm -hmm. John Sweeney. Mm -hmm. He was doing some of that hat-smashing horseplay and he ran in front of a car and got hit and broke his leg. So, you know, maybe... That was what they thought happened, but in truth, time-traveling Zarin went and kicked him in front of the car. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who's to say? Who I, to not say? I. It's a mystery. So um, they got the spiked sticks showing up. Um, when the cops would catch some of them, they would just let them go because they were under 15, even though there was a juvenile court back then. Mm-hmm. There was one cop, Lieutenant Linehan. Uh, I have a friend whose name is Terry Linehan. Okay. He lives in Rhode Island. I don't know if they're related. But Lieutenant Linehan called their parents and mm-hmm. ordered them to get a good spanking. <laughs> the parents? The parents. Yeah, the so kids who, who spanked got the, the parents. Who gets the spanking? Kids, go home and spank your parents. It was some freaky times. <laughs> Tell anything's wild. That's what they don't want you to know. Um, but a lot of young boys were charged with juvenile delinquency and all this. Mm-hmm. There was another cop, Detective Sergeant Brindizi. Oh, I like that name. Yeah. Hey, Brindizi. Hey, he was attacked at 102nd and 3rd Avenue. They were attacking cops, too, just straight up. he, I guess, was like a plainclothes detective. Oh, okay. And so he's walking along. It's right in front of what is the 23rd Precinct today, but I don't think that it was there then at that intersection. I think that that precinct came in when they built the housing project across the street. Anyway, Hmm. I digress. So they come up to the detective, and his hat gets thrown into the street. Wait, wait. The 23rd Precinct? That's where the, the, that's where the housing project is, where the dude had the tiger. In his house, yeah. The Washington Carver? Yeah, the Carver Project. Carver Project. Well, that's it. So right there. That's where this happens. That place is, yeah, interesting. Go on. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, look it up, anyone who's interested. Yeah, the Tiger King of Harlem. Yeah. Um, Anywho, so that's where this happens. That Mm -hmm. goes down at that intersection. The kid takes his hat, throws it into the street. He goes running after the Smasher Boys, and he tripped and fell into the gutter. (laughs) <laughs> oh, and he blamed this guy he, he was like jumps up he's like you trip me arrest this guy Leo mm-hmm. Cohen who's 34 years old mm-hmm. which you're like what's this guy doing palling around is this guy like really short he's just running around like yeah, yeah. talking on a high voice <laughs> messing people up yeah he was like four feet tall um, he gets charged with disorderly conduct okay and then um, the magistrate lets him go after claiming after he's like no I'm a special policeman I was on assignment mm, Leo okay. Cohen says yeah. oh, whatever um so one guy in the in all this melee takes a stick to the eye and almost loses his peeper. Ooh. Yeah. People wind up in the hospital. What is with all this hat madness? I have no idea. I mean, other than humanity, I have no idea. <laughs> I want you to keep thinking about what that must have been like to witness. And we've been painting a pretty good picture of what we would do. <laughs> Very violent But one, just yes. think about it if you're just there. And when we come back from this break, I'm going to tell you about someone who benefited from the mayhem. Ooh, I'm guessing they sell hats. Good guess. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. The final day of straw hat season in New York in 1922 is a real doozy. Let's just put it that way. Mm. The Smasher Boys (laughs) with sticks beating men for wearing straw hats and then destroying said hats in a frenzied mob. Not something we learned about in school, right? No, I don't remember that one, no. No. Why is it? Where's the straw hat riot movie? That would actually be a kind of It'd funny movie. It'd be a movie. great movie. Get on it. Yeah, like Will Ferrell should make that. <laughs> I'm thinking of all these, like, Will actors. Of, yeah. Like, everyone, every actor named Will has to be in it. <laughs> Just Paul Rudd Will and Will Smith. Ferrell kicking children? No, Will Smith. Will Arnett. Oh, you only, okay, strictly William Wills. H. Macy. Everyone mm-hmm. named Will. Okay, William Shatner. I'm not going to sell the rights unless it's William Sh- <laughs> Who else? Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> let it go. So there's this destruction. It's all over. Everyone's reeling from it, Mm -hmm. except the Hatters. I was right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Capitalism. Let's first establish straw hats are cheaper than felt hats. Word. Summer fast fashion. Makes sense to me. Right. And then when all these dudes get their hats ruined, Mm -hmm. they need replacements stat. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, they're going to get another hat to the head or a stick to the head. Yeah. And men just don't go around bareheaded. It's like if someone ripped... Oh, a woman's shirt off, I guess. And they're like, I kind of, I need a shirt. Like, I know it's after Labor Day and I should have been wearing that white <laughs> shirt, but now, you know. So bare heads and bare breasts were near equivalents. In my mind, sure. Okay, I'm with I you. don't think that that's how it really was, but I'm just trying to get my head around <laughs> Cover this Cover that thing. man's bald pate. <laughs> there are children in the room. <laughs> well, it's like how they used to have, like, it was too tempting for a woman to show her ankle. You know what I mean? Oh, like right. in yeah, like Victorian era. Victorian era. So yeah. that's like, oh, don't tempt me with your full head of hair. <laughs> um, so in the middle of these riots, the hat stores stayed open late. Of course. Yeah. So that men who'd been stripped of that uh, headgear pop right in, pick up the latest felt hat. They're like, look, your straw hat just got destroyed. 
Luckily, I'm open late and I'm only charging twice the price <laughs> for this amazing trilby. Um, so, and the police, the police were even like, you know, a lot of these riots are taking places near hat stores. But I think there were just like a lot of hat stores back then. Mm, I'm going to think something different. <laughs> so it was like the hat stores were like the mattress stores. I'm telling you. That yes. we have today. There's a mattress store everywhere. Now there's a hat store. And there's a story then. that needs to be told in every mattress store. Exactly. So the New York Times even gets in on this. They They make the connection in an editorial, but they leaned more on... The idea that the Hatters were encouraging that hard September 15th deadline instead of encouraging Smasher Yeah, they boys. take the reasonable approach of like, oh. Right, but it's not so reasonable <laughs> because this is what they said in the in And I quote. Lay it on me. The origin of this law is obscure. Certainly it is not based on American meteorology, but reflection justifies at least the suspicion that it originated in the dark machinations of the only class that has interest in its perpetuation. Hmm. Now, to decode that... <laughs> Thank you, please. I do need to note that many of the Hatters in New York at the time were Jewish. Okay. And so the statement in the Times is kind of like this thinly veiled anti-Semitic statement. Huh. That's oh, the, the that's dark their, machinations? Yeah. Of the of, only class? Of the only class. I got you. So they're like saying that, you know, they want money and they're they're doing this to to run it forward. So like that was their era's dog whistle. Right. And that was, I mean, super common, unfortunately, at the time. Oh, yeah. um, you know, it's unlikely, obviously, that there was some vast Jewish hatter conspiracy. So instead of Jewish space lasers of today, you had Jewish hatter conspiracy. Right. This then. is the Soros hats. Okay. Nice. <laughs> so the thing is, I mean, they mention American meteorology is that the, the September 15th, you're still in sort of this late summer. And a lot of times it'd be really hot. Mm -hmm. And you're supposed to put on a wool hat, you know, so I don't, uh, whatever. But that was the thing put forward by the New York Times. The hat smashing didn't end on that night in uh, 1922. 1924. I mean, this is, it pops up. It's not like, oh, these are individual <laughs> like, let's, things. Let's go back to the hits. Although I will say, you know, in, in like looking at all the newspapers from the time, uh, you find just tons of stories for like years and years you know, maybe up to a decade, I'd say, around this time beforehand, mm -hmm. of these little individual fights uh, that would break out about straw hats and this constant urging the populace, please do not grab people's straw hats and break them. And I found it in East Coast papers, but not on the West Coast. Because hmm. West Coast people had more guns? <laughs> <laughs> and they seemed chiller. Uh, no, I just... There, there also didn't seem to be as many ads for straw hats. Like, so when you're looking, it didn't the, seem like a hat that you would be wearing outside of like maybe San Francisco or like Denver. Even or something. in San Francisco, there just weren't the ads for straw hats that you hmm. had in back east. Not even the fashion trends or like the bankers or any of them. They didn't have that no. same appeal. Okay. You know, it's the Wild West. It's a I frontier town. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, L.A., San Francisco, you really didn't you didn't see it as much. There were tons of other ads advertising fashion, hmm. and a lot of like I mentioned in the very beginning about. Sports, Sports suits mm -hmm. um, being like a change in fashion for men. That was a huge thing on the West Coast. I saw that, you know, they would not be going to like those gabardine traditional suits. They were trying to emphasize sports suits that just, they kind of look like hunting jackets, you know? Is it with like, like a, a real light wool, but with a hunting jacket cut? Yeah, with like a, like a like band pocket in on the, the back. side and a band. Mm -hmm, yeah, kind of, uh -huh. mm -hmm. So that they were really pushing that in that time. So you'd had this like kind of it. It wasn't a one-off. It happened a little bit beforehand. Happened a little after 1924. 
this guy in New York is actually killed trying to fight off a gang who took his hat and smashed it up. What, what is this in New York, too? Yeah. Huh. New York City. 1925, President Calvin Coolidge wears a straw hat when he's walking around Washington, D.C. one hot afternoon. Mm-hmm. And you know how hot it can get in D.C. It's, oh, it's, it's a, a swamp. Jinx. <laughs> um, so this is like a few days after the hat deadline that he does this. Okay. So he's asked about it. And Calvin Coolidge tells the press, you know what? Summer's not over. I'll say it's over when it's over. Right? He's like, look, it's hot as blazes out here. It's not over. Um, and that whole that made the front page of the New York Times, his little comment about that. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. President declares it's... <laughs> declares summer's not over. Uh, it's been noted that, like, sometime between the Straw Hat riots... Right, <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. May I finish... <laughs> Sometime well, between. Well, me and the cherry popping daddies will allow you this one. Go on. Are you done? <laughs> Are you done? No, I'll wait. <laughs> Sometime mm-hmm. between the Straw Hat Riots of 1922. Don't, don't you do it. <laughs> don't cherry popping daddies on me. Um, and that when Calvin Coolidge gives like his brazen autumnal hat sojourn, mm-hmm. straw hats start to go out of favor. Wait, Coolidge is a hat influencer? I think he was kind of on the tail end of it. Oh, so, he what's just made happening, it official. Yeah. Well, I what's happening you. is that this all starts where many counterculture revolutions begin. Hmm. At your mom's house. No, <laughs> <laughs> college campuses. I was guessing that. Yeah. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. And um, so American college men just started going bareheaded outdoors in the summer. Mm-hmm. Just as their descendants would grow their hair long in the 60s and mm-hmm. wear Jenko jeans in the 90s. Just bold statements, bold flavors. So a lot of the young men said that they were worried about wearing these straw hats in warm weather because it might damage their scalp or make their hair fall out. Should have been worried about skin cancer. That's Vanity. what they should have been worried about. Vanity is all. Well, right? I mean, that's the thing. No, actually, the rates did go up after the hats, but well, I'm there mistaken. It is. No, the- you're totally correct. And so, I mean, they didn't mind wool felt, hat, wool felt hats, mm-hmm. wool felt hats, <laughs> as much um, because they provided warmth. But yeah, I don't think they knew about skin cancer at all or cared. Um, more and more men going cranially nude. Hmm. That's the official title of it. Um, some felt that they had a really sporting lifestyle. They had an on-the-go lifestyle. And just being out in the open air in the warm months encouraged that. So. so weird because all the people, like, I come from a lot of people who worked outdoors and all of them had very specific hat choices about what either the labor they did or the environment they were in. So hats was, I always think of, you go outside, you're wearing a hat. Right, you know? and So right. it's funny, I'd be like, no, I'm free. I have my a... hair and God commune. <laughs> I don't like wearing a hat. It's not comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. And I haven't always been good about that. But, like, I realize I got to protect myself from the sun. Yeah. Got to start doing that. Hats and hoodies, man. That's everything I wear. Or you get around it by just not going outside. <laughs> <laughs> you just wear a roof. <laughs> I have like a huge gardener's sun hat mm-hmm. for when I go outside. Which is technically a straw hat, right? Not that it's a, not like these, but it's like a I cowboy swear, straw hat. I swear to something. Mm-hmm. Next time I go outside and wear that hat, I'm just going to start wailing on people. <laughs> In a straw. I'm in gonna, defense? I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be a disruptor. And I'm going to take the concept of the straw hat riot. And I'm not destroying straw hats. I'm destroying people who aren't wearing straw hats. <laughs> straw hat riots. So 
The peak for men's hat manufacturing in the United States was 1903. Huh. So it was, you know, already kind of on the decline. So by the so like mid- the, in the if you watch Cheers and there's like the intro and all the dudes have all their hats and it's like 1903 I think sure. is when the the bar was fu- of formed. course I, I have no idea anyway and quite frankly I don't care but go on <laughs> that's what I'm picturing is like those <laughs> shots of like you know early New York early Boston just a ton of people on the bowler hats yeah, you're talking about yeah. and I can imagine that was a hard hard turn for the hatters of the world it really was and leading up to this like in the teens and the early 20s. There was this fad of guys sending their hats on world tours where they would... (laughs) Their hat? Yeah, they'd like box the hat up and send it off to someone else who would, you know, write a letter saying, you know, greetings from London. And then they'd send the hat on and it would circle around and come back to them. So like Flat Stanley the hat? Flat Stanley the hat. Completely. (laughs) Interesting. Yeah. Well, you got to keep yourself busy somehow. Yeah. They only had like radio, I guess. Easily entertained. Uh, But so... Hatlessness was becoming a really big issue by the mid twenties, and then everything really started to fall away in the late forties and the early. Well, they 50s. say hatlessness is next to lawlessness. <laughs> yeah, sure they <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> they do. Yeah, <laughs> like I, the everyday that. working man just didn't want to wear those kind of hats anymore. I'd always thought it was Kennedy. They always say that Kennedy is the one who killed the hats because he like stopped wearing a fedora and he wouldn't do it, and then American men stopped wearing hats. I just had always assumed, and you now have corrected it. It's I have. the wrong president. It was Calvin Coolidge. But I, you know what? More power to not wearing a straw hat. It's safer that way, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's your ridiculous takeaway here? Anything to keep them kids calm. <laughs> This is, what, this is what happens when you don't have video games. Yeah, exactly. Now I understand why parents want those iPads for their kids. And they're like, I don't care. Take my phone. Just, just, just stay calm. And leave. don't let them have a stick. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fascinated by artificial conventions. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's so many traditions that have mutated over time or just were, like, manufactured per, for profit to begin with. Mm-hmm. And we hold them really tightly. But, like, why? We love meaning. Like, why? Like, oh, why, guys? Well, we do like, like honestly, I think it's a, it's actually one of our more, the uh, I don't know, tender parts is that we hold on to these random things that we create and imbue them with all their meaning and value and then act like they're somehow outside of us and natural because that way it's like really meaningful. And, you know, it's the only way that we can make ourselves feel special is by externalizing it and then saying, well, we have to do this. But really all we're doing is just trying to make ourselves feel, you know, a little something. That's very true. Good so, insight. I like that. Well, I'm just saying. Well done. I think we can also kind of speculate on what drove the Smasher Boys to wreck shop on guys' domes. Pressing their friends? <laughs> well, it's this time of prosperity, right? Okay. Um, but there's also a lot of tension under the surface at the time. You're like so. labor issues. Oh, yeah, really, good point. You've got These inco- kids should be having jobs, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like so many union issues are coming up then and like really fighting for workers' rights. Oh, no, and they legitimately were just now, like, you know, pretty much at the beginning of leaving the labor market, you know? Like, yeah. you have the actual, like, ordinances about child labor. Thank you, Mother Jones, yeah. for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, there's in- income disparity. Oh, yeah, always. Immigration issues. Always. A lot going on. They're coming out of World War One and the flu. This sounds very vaguely familiar. I know. I think that, like, so you got all these, like... So you're mu- saying this stuff just keeps going in America? Wait a minute. <laughs> that you learn from history? Uh, you know, there's... So we got these, what I'm calling, micro-motivations. Okay, I like that. TM. Uh, that are at play. And it kind of bubbles up to smashing hats. <laughs> That's the symptom, not the... Okay. Yeah. Not the disease. I got you. Yeah. So what's our... We're, we're kind of on track. What's our hat smashing right now? You don't have to answer that. I just want you to think about that. Yeah, just take that one home. 
It's gonna, that's your assignment. Uh, but, you know, why Why does it bubble up to hat smashing? People are ridiculous. Ding, ding, dong. Ding, 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 dong. You nailed it, girl. I so did. Thank you so much. Nothing but net on that one. <laughs> that is it for us today. I'm tired of talking about hats, man. That was a good one. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, no, no. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Thank you. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Cool. You, not Zarin, can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Hey, man, do you have a tip for us about a ridiculous crime that you'd like to hear about? Want to confess to a ridiculous crime? Go ahead and email us at ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. I do it. Do keep, it. Keep your head on a swivel. Tune in next time. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett, produced and edited by Dapper Dave Couston. Research is by fascinator aficionado Marissa Brown. The theme song is by Thomas Dr. Fedora Lee and Travis Tengallen Dutton. Executive producers are Ben Leopardskin Pillbox Bolin and Noel Deerstalker Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.